We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for your support of KC Sports Network. And right now, before we get this show started, I've got to talk to you guys about Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee you've ever had by partnering with some of the country's best craft roasters. We're talking fresh beans from 60 of the country's, again, best craft roasters. These are small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustain sustainably source the greatest beans from all around the world. And what you do with trade coffee, you go to the website. If you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, and what they're going to do is you're going to answer a bunch of questions about what you love about coffee. Do you like the beans? Do you like to be ground up? Whatever it is, picks your style and then it'll match you to the best coffee out there that fits exactly what you like. And it'll send it directly to you. If you don't like it, they will reimburse that and make sure that you get exactly what you want. Trade has already delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. So right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, again, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let trade find the coffee you know that you're going to love. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. And we appreciate Trade Coffee for being one of the sponsors here on this show for this week. And this is Outside the Trenches. I am BJ Kissel, joined by six-year NFL veteran and former Super Bowl champion and K-State All-American Nick Leckie. Nick, I know you love coffee a lot more than me. I actually went through the trade coffee process, got it. I enjoy it. I, I love the fact that they make it really easy for you, and I enjoyed the coffee that I drank. We were talking before this. You're much more of a coffee connoisseur than I am. Oh, I'm a total coffee nerd, and they even checked that box when I was filling out my subscription. And uh, for all my my coffee junkies out there, these are legit roasters from around the country. Uh, I saw Huckleberry Roasters out of Denver, one of my favorites. Um, they had PTs, which PTs Coffee out of Topeka has been around since like 1993. So this is back when we were still popping Folgers tins and putting in your parents' Black & Decker coffee maker. So... Um, they, they even ask, you know, how you take it, if it's an Aeropress, if it's a French press, if it's a Chemex, 
if you like your beans whole, or if you like your beans ground, and if you like them ground, they will tailor it to how you like your coffee made and how you make your coffee. So there's a big difference, right? There's a lot, lot of settings. Don't just use the old blade grinder. Get yourself a burr mill, right? I About love 40, that it's, 40 bucks. I love that it's late at night when we're recording this, talking about coffee. And you know, I'm just itching to grab a bang energy. <laughs> just found out, through, found out through this, but I do appreciate it. I enjoyed the coffee that we've gotten. My wife drinks a lot of coffee and she's got it and it's great. But um, thank you to Trade Coffee. And obviously thank you to Jack Stack Barbecue, the OG sponsor of KC Sports Network and our show, Nick, before KC Sports Network was even a thing, Jack Stack was taking care of us and know that they've got the six locations around Kansas City, including that new one at 87th Street. They've all got all kinds of happy hour specials. So grab yourself some barbecue after you get coffee in the morning. Grab yourself a little lunch with a little crown prime beef rib brick. Uh, which Nick, I know is your absolute favorite. I love the cheesy corn. So we appreciate all those sponsors for allowing us to sit here and talk to you about a little bit of football. And Nick, you know, it's been a while since we've recorded and everybody listening to this, you're following KC Sports Network. You're listening to all the shows. There's been so much draft talk and we're going to be talking about it for the next three weeks. Uh, we're going to be doing all of these things, um, draft related, free agency. We've hammered that for a long time. So for this show, we're going to spring forward a little bit and just talk about the fact the NFL schedule is going to come out over the next few weeks. Uh, every It had been a couple weeks before the draft, and they kind of changed that last year as the first week in May. Uh, we'll see when that comes out, but we know who the home and away opponents are, Nick, and we're going to talk about this because we were joking about before this, this may be the hardest schedule in NFL history for the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're not saying that light. There are stats to back this up. Uh, this is going to be an absolute gauntlet for the Chiefs to run through this year. I mean, the past two years, though, I think we, we've said this. I mean, where it's like, wow. if this year especially, if we still had the BCS rules, the Chiefs could theoretically lose four games this year and still clinch home field advantage based off the, the numbers and computer system of the BCS. I mean, it's absolutely unreal. And, and then uh, you sent me that thing. Was it Warren Sharp? Yeah, Sharp analysis. Had, yeah, they had to pick the graph. <laughs> and I was like, oh, who's number two? And man, the Jets. <laughs> What? Who? Who did they? Who, how? When did the Jets piss off Goodell? Right? It's like that makes no sense. It's like I thought the Jets were like like two and whatever last year. It's like wow, they just they can't they can't let them. Mm, you know? Mm. No. And we're gonna run through the home and away opponents, and then kind of go section by section as far as you know the divisions that the Chiefs are playing, and and what's gonna stand out about that, and what to kind of look for when the schedule comes out. I know there's an NFL rule. I believe it's you can only have six primetime games on your schedule, like by NFL rule. Really? Uh, it's shocking to me when you look at the AFC. I just feel like the AFC should every game should be in primetime with what's happened in free agency, uh, and especially within the AFC West. The AFC West should just be in primetime every time two of the AFC West teams are going against each other because of all the key moves. We're talking about Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, Devontae Adams going out to the Raiders, and then obviously with what the Chargers did, bringing in Khalil Mack, bringing in J.C. Jackson, these big-time Pro Bowl, all-pro-type players, uh, trying to take down the champs, trying to take down the team that's won the division six years in a row. And let's talk about that. So the home-and-away opponents, and again, the Chiefs are playing 17 games this season, started last year, the NFL rules, adding that 17th game, taking a bye away uh, from one team in the playoffs, where now you just get you know one team in the AFC, one team in the NFC that gets that first-round bye. A few different changes, but... Listen to these opponents for the Kansas City Chiefs. At home, you've got the three division opponents. We talked about that already. The Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers. And in addition to that, home games for the Chiefs next season. Jacksonville Jaguars, 
probably the one where it's like, okay, no, no, but even can't. that, but, but they've, they've got Who'd they they get? a lot of money. They spent a lot of money on receiver. We don't have to get into this. This is not going to be a, let's trash what the Jaguars did in free agency and some of the money oh, they no. gave out no, because no, they're going to come out and they're probably going to play coach. well. Their head coach. Yeah. You've got the Tennessee Titans at home. You've got the LA Rams, defending Super Bowl champions God. at home. You've got the Seattle Seahawks, which it's not the same. Russell Wilson in there is Drew yeah. Locke. Is it Drew Locke? That's a weird starting thing. quarterback. I mean, come so, on. Or maybe Baker Mayfield, whatever ends up happening. Oh, go wow. To Jeez. Who knows? Then you've got the Buffalo Bills rounding out your home opponents. And then on the road, <laughs> your three AFC West teams. And then you've got the Texans, the Colts, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Bengals, the Buccaneers. And then you've got the 17th game. We talked about the Buccaneers. And that's the interesting one. We talk about the Bucs, and we'll get into this. But uh, that game in Germany, um, that it's already been said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play one of those games. The Chiefs were awarded that market when the NFL International Committee came out. Should be noted that Chiefs Chairman and CEO Clark Hunt is the chairman. Um, or it has been, that hasn't changed, of the international committee. Uh, so it's very big for the Chiefs to expand their brand. You have the best player in football, going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, should he stay healthy. And so you want to expand that brand, that brand across the country, and what better way to do that? They played in London back in 2015. Now they have an, played in Mexico just a couple of years ago, and now they have an opportunity to go to Germany. Chiefs have nine road games this year. The Bucks have... Um, nine home games this year. It would yeah. make sense for the Bucks home game against the chiefs to be over in Germany. So I would expect that to happen. It hasn't been announced yet, but don't be surprised if the chiefs end up playing over in Germany this year, which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be really cool. I remember Germany. Um, I, I never played in NFL Europe, but I knew guys who did. And they said that like, uh, they used to have it all over, like, you know, Spain, Scotland, London, and they said Germany and Germany at the end there was like the last teams because Germany, the Germans love American football, absolutely mm -hmm. love American football. So it would make sense that they'd want to expand into that market. Yeah. When you, the other thing, when I look at the schedule, it's always like primetime games. And like we just said, the NFL sets that rule at six. I fully yeah. expect the Chiefs to have six, six primetime games, just a little okay. bit of everything. The Bengals like box, like Bengals for sure is going to be like a Sunday oh, night sure. and a Monday night. I mean, that's what the NFL wants. Uh, Bills. The Rams. Bills, the Chiefs, Rams. The Rams are always weird, though. Always weird. They're the defending the Super Bowl Rams. champion. Like yeah. last time they played in prime time, it's supposed to be in Mexico, but the Shakira concert ruined the field. It is this Azteca, so they ended up having to play that game like on the fly in LA. And I remember that because LA's the Coliseum was under construction, so we we're in yeah. like a makeshift uh, press box up there. I remember the Chainsmokers performing. Jay Z and uh, Beyonce came in, and everybody lost their mind, and it was just. It was like being at a rock concert and the football game happened to break out. It was a phenomenal game. No, they lost that. That was down in Mexico. The oh, was, I was the thinking Chargers Rams when they lost. I was thinking yeah. Chargers, never mind. Chargers, Mexico. The Rams one was that Monday night. They everybody scored. Like nobody could stop anybody. Oh, um, that was the only thing I remember that game is frustrates me. And that was yeah. The only thing I remember about that game is frustrating. It's not fair to Chris Jones, but there was like a fumble and he tried to run with it and pick it up and he fumbled it and then they got the ball back and it would have been like whoever had the ball last. And that's what I remember about that game. Uh, but Look at some of those home games. Like it's a pretty good home schedule for the Chiefs. You're looking for like tailgating and all that kind of stuff. It's amazing. Um, I like the Rams, Titans, 
it's not that far away. Nashville, those t- those fans are excited. They're going to travel. Bills always going to be a great game. Oh Thirteen gosh. seconds, like that's going to be remembered. So anyway, a lot of good ones. And then that road game. If you're looking for a road game to go to, I'm uh, going to dog on Cincinnati, but that's just going to be fun. That's going to be a fun game to go to. I, I think we might take KC Sports Network to that game. It'll like, be Monday be a night. game we're going to. If there's a road game that KC Sports Network we're going to go to, it's going to be the Bengals game. And I would be shocked. Yeah. To your point, if that wasn't a primetime game. Or probably th- they'll probably do it Thursday, right? Make it a Thursday game. <laughs> that wouldn't be fair to either team. Like, do that against like the Jags. Right. <laughs> I know. Right? Some no phone. Do that against the Jags and give us a late buy. Well, That's even look at for. yeah, look at uh look at the opponent. Like e- even the schedule, they have more away games too. It's like a total dick move to the Chiefs. It really is. <laughs> well, it rotates every year. So last well, year the Chiefs had the extra home game. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh but yeah, let's start with the AFC. Let's go to the AFC West and what that's going to be because you know, nothing matters if you don't win your division. As everybody talks about what everybody else is doing in the division. Are the Chiefs going to be as good? Win your division and you're in the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. If you're healthy, your Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, whatever happens on defense. And, and we can talk a little bit about that because the matchups are going to matter. Um, who is going to be the starting right tackle for the Chiefs with the right. duo of pass rushers that every other team in the league or in the division has right now they've got to get that figured out if it's wiley it's wiley and that's fine he's stepped in and played there but it's great. a question that they have right now of is he the one who's you know is he in there in pencil or is he in there in pen right now like what does that look like according to brett veach the personnel staff andy reed all those guys as they continue building this roster uh but w- when it comes to the afc west matchup and what the teams have done which opponent are you most i don't say worried about but just looking forward to the chiefs lining up against because of all the smack talking that we've seen between fan bases in the middle of March. It honestly, I mean, uh, I think that the chargers game in, in December, I think chargers should have won. Like, honestly, I think the chargers really, they dropped two or three touchdown passes and um, it it should have been easy. Easy dubs. Yeah. They chargered it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They, they raided it. The chargers raided it. Right. (laughs) They did. Uh, But then, and then honestly I was, it's that or, I mean, look at look at the Broncos. Even the Broncos, like they they put it to the Cowboys, and then they they almost put it to the Chiefs. It was a low scoring game. If it weren't for that fumble six, Chiefs would have lost to the Broncos. And now you get Russell Wilson, who provides a credible threat on offense. I mean, that's I mean, that's I think the Broncos kind of know how to get these veteran quarterbacks and insert them in the system and, and get a Super Bowl, right? With Peyton Manning, so that's kind of their their mode of operation. And we talked about this before with the Broncos last year going into the season of that wide receivers room was dangerous and a lot more dangerous than, you know, the quarterback play allowed them to showcase what kind of talent they had with Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. I mean, those guys can play. Um, And, you know, Jerry Judy, I thought was going to be an absolute stud and it still has a chance to be Cortland Sutton is a stud and he Mm -hmm. is a problem in this league. And again, Tim Patrick, they've got some guys that can take care of you, but to your point, it's, it's the chargers. Justin Herbert is a blossoming star in this Mm -hmm. league. And it's okay as chiefs fans to say that and give credit to other people also being good. It doesn't mean Patrick mom still isn't better. Isn't we're going to take him. Chargers fans are going to take Justin Herbert and that's what you would expect. They're chargers fans. They're going to support their guy, but you get Khalil Mack. You've got Joey Bosa. You've got Derwin James. You've got all of this firepower that they have finally got a young quarterback. It's not Phillip Rivers. You got to go out there and make plays. They gave Mike Williams a ton of money uh, to stay and be that weapon. Uh, Keenan Allen and still go out there and make plays. So the Chargers, the Chargers game. I I hope it's like a week one. I actually want to see that right off the bat. I I do. 
I don't because, but, because you don't know what you're going to get. And it's like, you that's know, exactly why think about how much different the chiefs offense is going to be. That's advanced. I want Andy Reed going up against them week one, because you have no idea with you without Tyree kill. You have no idea. It's been talked about and theorized of the chiefs are going to change up their offensive plan because they're getting bigger bodies. They're less worried about speed, less worried about Tyreek. Whatever the Chiefs are going to do, I'd rather them face the Chargers week one and the Chargers have no idea what they're going to go out there and do, what Andy Reid's been drumming up out in Point Loma in California, drawing up on napkins. <laughs> Is that when he's at Hardy's out there? They still have a Hardy's it's a, out like there? Three day, I don't know this. I, I think he takes like maybe like 12 hours off a year and that's he's drawing plays up in his beach house. In Point so Loma? I'm excited to see what he's got somewhere out in California, out in San Diego somewhere. That's awesome. That's such a beautiful spot. It really is. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing to me uh, with that. I mean, but and then again, too, I, I look at this and, and to me, I think that I think the biggest star will be Darren Waller with Devonta Adams. I think that's the mm-hmm. duo we didn't know that Derek Carr needed, to be honest with you. I mean, that that's going to be a cool. He's a problem. I mean, he's, he's a, a big problem. problem. He's an absolute. Yeah. And then you got Devonta Adams and it's like, like, I don't like the Raiders could sneak everyone and win the damn division. I don't think they're going to win the division, but the Raiders made themselves dangerous enough to just annoy people. So? <laughs> like now they're good enough to like, they've got absolute studs. I don't think they're consistent enough to compete with the Chargers, Carr. the Chiefs. I, I don't have any problem with Derek. Like, I don't think Derek Carr is as bad as a lot of Chiefs fans think he is because mm-hmm. he's had some really, really bad games against Kansas City. Yes. But there have been times you watch him where he just goes out there and deals and he can go out there and play. And Devontae Adams is a legit star. Like if that doesn't need to be said already. Uh, but, I still don't think they're consistent enough uh, and they don't have the firepower to play person for person throughout a 17 game regular season to finish like the chiefs are, but any given Sunday, like they have enough talent to go out there. If you don't play well, they're going to beat you. And that's probably the biggest thing with what the chiefs are facing is that I actually like it. And this is being said, I actually like the fact that everybody else is better because the Chiefs have won the division six years in a row. They have had a level of success that we have never seen in Chiefs history. This is the golden yes. age of Chiefs football. Yes. I take pride in the fact that every team in the AFC West, every team in the division, or excuse me, every team in the division, every team in the AFC is like loading up to try to beat the Chiefs, to try to have the kind of success that we have. As worried as you are and as annoyed as you were in March watching uh, free agency, watching everybody else make moves and the Chiefs don't, Imagine how special it's going to be when you go out there and beat these teams that spent all this money talking all this trash in March. They still have to go out there and beat them. And you're telling me that when Patrick Mahomes steps out on the field, with regardless of who the offensive weapons are, and Juju Smith-Schuster is good. Marquez Valdez-Scantling can go out there downfield and make plays. You're going to tell me you're not confident that they're going to be able to go out there and score points? I mean, like I, I think, honestly, yeah. and this is the first time since um, uh, who's the, uh, the, the Clemson wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. And mm-hmm. Tyree Kill. I mean, this is the first time I think the Chiefs have had two credible and not targets, wide receiver targets, right? I think the MVS and the Juju, I think that's the first time the Chiefs, I mean, can you think of a time in Mahomes' career where he's had two wide receiver threats? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, yeah, I mean, the two guys you just named, I, I would agree that Tyreek Hill, I would not call him a gadget player or anything like that, but I do think that he, and this is not answering your question directly, but I do think when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill with his skill set, that there is pressure to set him up to Always. utilize the most explosive player in NFL history the way he is. Tyreek Hill is not a gadget. Tyreek Hill can go up and make a physical contested catch just like anybody else. He's not the biggest player in the world, but I can definitely see there's a difference of Juju Smith-Schuster is not the same kind of player, not the same kind of physicality um, with his size, his athletic. And he's very athletic for where he is. He's a slot guy. He's going to go across the middle and make big physical contested catches. Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a bigger guy, but still a guy who's going to go down the field and make plays. And so do I think, and maybe this is just the, the positive side and we want the team to be successful is that it's going to be different and maybe they won't yes. feel so much pressure to not only force the ball to Tyreek, but to try to game plan to get him in space because all we got to do is get the ball to him and nobody within five feet. And that's enough for him yeah. to make something happen. Or now Mahomes can sit back, read a defense, which is something he never gets enough credit for, mm-hmm. for something that he is very very good at the uh, we talked about before the mental acuity uh of playing that position uh we get so enamored with the physical stuff maybe we're going to see more of that and long term is that better um but to your point i don't know if it's having two legitimate wide receivers as much as it is you don't feel the pressure to try to get the ball to a guy that everyone knows is the most explosive player in the nfl i think that could be a good thing and that it opens up everything else well it's going to be a great thing yeah the play calling last year was as the kids say sussy at best totally suspect and it's like i think this forces andy reed to to get a whole bunch of cocktail napkins and you know what let's rewrite the whole playbook in point loma and and so this is what's going to do because you're right it's like man you you just you feel obligated to get tyree because then you look like a shitty coach if if you don't you know get him the ball and he can make you look good too so this it's going to be good it's going to be really good I'm excited to see what the differences are. And I think that that's part of what makes Andy Reid so good at what he does. And this is where uh, you got to give, you know, we credit Andy Reid with being one of the best coaches and currently in the NFL. And he's like top five, top three in like wins all time. He's one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. Uh, let's give him some benefit of the doubt when they're making decisions like this, that he's going to figure it out and they're going to have a plan. We don't see it in the moment. We see it after the fact, uh, but you can't praise him and say he's one of the best coaches in NFL history and then not give grace in these kind of situations to be like, let's see what they do mm-hmm. with all of the draft picks for trading Tyreek Hill and all of the money that they save by not giving him $72.5 million guaranteed. I still don't believe that you can, you're not going to convince me and any Chiefs fan um, that's thinking straight that they're going to be more explosive or better without Tyreek Hill next season. That doesn't mean they still won't be good enough to go and win football games and that if Brett Veach, and I know it's, wishful thinking but it's an exaggerated example but if he uses those four picks and those four picks become pro bowlers and all pros and hall of fame players he's gonna be lauded as the greatest gm in the world 
He's not yeah. lauded as a great GM because he hands a blank check to a guy like Tyreek Hill. You don't have to be a great GM to be like, I'm going to make you the highest paid player in NFL history. You become a great GM by trading a guy that you know is the most explosive player in the NFL. You get assets, and then you hit on those, and they help you win a few Super Bowls. That's when you're credited, and that's when he should be credited. Don't judge the meal before it's done being cooked, and that's what's happening right now. At least have the patience to let it play out and hope for the best, but understand, like, Tyreek was great. We don't win a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. 100%. Nobody blames Tyreek Hill for wanting to get paid and go to a state with no income tax. And I like the pictures that he's still wearing, like his chief's necklace, like right now, right. He's like out and about. He, he loves it. And he's always going to have a special, like chief's always gonna have a special place for him. So um, yeah, those AFC West matchups though, man, like I'd be surprised if, if most of their, those aren't in prime time, like they need to rewrite those rules to give more than six primetime games yeah, uh, because they're going to deserve it. But uh, the other division within the AFC, that the chiefs play and they rotate every year um, between the four different or the three other divisions in the AFC, they're playing the AFC South. So again, that's the Titans, the Colts, the Texans and the Jaguars of all those matchups. The one that stands out to me, obviously is the Titans. Like that's the one that looking most forward to the Colts see what happens <laughs> with them this season. They, I feel bad for Bally. He's been trying to figure out his quarterback situation for <laughs> a very long time. I don't know if Matt Ryan is the answer, um, at this point, but yeah. that defense, that defense is legit and they are very, very good. The Texans. I don't know. About I, wanna, that. I, I don't either, but I'm rooting for Davis mills just because of everything that's happened. Like I want him to go out and have a lot of success um, just from a football perspective. And then the Jaguars um, we'll see what happens there. I, I love Doug. He could get the, if anybody's going to bring along a young quarterback, I think he was a good hire. Um, Agree. No, to, and that's why they did Trevor it. Lawrence along. That's why they did it. You know, they they, they, they credit you know, Mahomes. They credit Mahomes' success with Doug Peterson. So, you know, you can only help out. You know, well, not Doug. Say that. Well, that was before, but Doug Peterson was, I mean, from the time that he was there, uh, like entering the league, I mean, he was the quarterback when Donovan McNabb came in. Who else? From who the else time that he, he was a player. Um, brought along. I mean, he was Alex's guy. Nagy. I mean, Mike Kafka was the guy when Mahomes got drafted. It was Nagy and Kafka. Nagy was with Alex planning and Kafka was with the young quarterback and they kind of came up and then Kafka moves on. Now Nagy is back to probably help Mahomes in that way is, is that weird Nagy, Eric B What are the responsibilities mm-hmm. going to look like between those two um, from a week by week basis? I'm guessing that Nagy is going to be with Mahomes on like the passing side, uh, EB is going to help with the game planning stuff. And then obviously Andy Reid's going to call plays. And I think we've talked about this before when it comes to play calling, um, where it's not like you get a drive. I get a drive when they split up play calling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like alternating, like it's little league basketball. Like now it's the next team turn. It's very much <laughs> like a sitch. It's, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a situational yeah. thing. It's like you it's get the works a lot. Yeah. It's like, it's like you get the two minute drill, you get red zone, you get these special scenarios, these special cat situations uh, that you're game planning for all week, because then it's special. Like, Hey, we're in the two minute. That's what Doug was his last year. It was like, you've got the two minute. Um, I think Andy Reid made some joke back then of, you know, Doug started calling plays after the Steelers game was the big joke. Cause the chiefs didn't lose a game after the Steelers uh, when they went on that huge run. And then he ended up getting uh, that Eagles job. But yeah, I think uh, of the, four matchups against the AFC South. It's the Titans one that I'm looking forward to. I think Mike Vrabel's done a phenomenal oh job God, down there. And they've got some guys. When they lost Derek Henry yeah. last year, right? Yeah. And, they just, and they're, 
it's a team that's going to take on the the personality of its head coach and they absolutely have um that's the one i'm looking forward to and and yeah the rest of the of all we talked about this schedule being you know toughest in nfl history it's not because of the afc south no, this is yeah. not the part of the schedule that especially with the texans and the jaguars um but you never know that's no, why you really I, don't and i love jaguars Vrabel. Have some, yeah. one of the few guys who make it out of the new england tree and kind of do his you know cut his own you know sort of way and have a mm-hmm. lot of success too like you fear the titans now because of mike Vrabel, and i think that's really cool and i don't think I can think of any New England Belichick coaches who have succeeded outside of the Belichick Brady combo. RIP on that combo. Completely not relevant to any of this, but <laughs> Mike, talk about like head coaching, like head coaches having yeah. like Twitter. Uh, Mike Vrabel earlier today, uh, I think it was today, was it today or yesterday? Uh, Will Compton, uh, who has the the podcast now with Austin Marshall, with the boys. Had, yeah, he tweeted out something. Uh, there's a quote of Mike Vrabel saying, "The best make it look easy," and Mike Vrabel quote tweeted it and said, "I hope you don't think I was talking about you." Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Just well, it's funny because uh, yeah, like, that's great. On that show, on that show, they talk about how like um, Taylor Lewin talks about how um, Compton was like Vrabel's favorite. Like they're like boys and like hang out and everything like that, but just treats them like absolute horse crap on the field <laughs> like when, they, when they're playing. Yeah. That's what you, like we were talking about that before we recorded, like those coaches that are like hard on you and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, right. That's these are the guys you'll do anything for. Like you've got to be willing to take it like that. And a lot of people aren't. And that's why it'll be, yeah. Different mm-hmm. discussion, but let's move on to the AF. That's the AFC South. And then obviously they're also going up against the NFC West. Little oh, different division. look without little different look this year without russell wilson being in seattle but again that's the rams defending super bowl champs the cardinals still have kyler murray i don't know what's on his social media right now oh but my god he's still he yeah, Debo right, samuel exactly. just did the same thing and i hope this doesn't become news where every player that's in a contract dispute just decides you know what i'm going to take all this stuff off my social media because it starts generating a lot of buzz and it starts annoying fans and then the fans get restless and if fans get restless they don't buy tickets and all of a sudden the organization starts feeling pressure mm-hmm. and so this is how they create leverage and it's smart i'm it's not a here way to leverage digital media it's just I, I annoying the whole thing's it. annoying <laughs> well I just realize they're just trying to get paid in the off season and remember these guys have nothing but time on their hands so yeah. it's like why not right why not? all you gotta do is work out and watch film that's it that, that that's your work day in the offseason because it works so they should just pay the players whatever they want because all players are underpaid anyway Uh, but all right you got the rams cardinals talk about the 49ers that's a really interesting one this year um with their quarterback situation and i'm assuming it should be trey lance at some point they got to get the young kid in there and play and then seahawks and i know i mentioned drew lock earlier i wouldn't I'd love to see Drew Locke now go out to Seattle and, and have a lot of oh. success. That would be awesome. He's got some weapons. I mean, Tyler Lockett, our guy, and then DK Metcalf, who has oh been, been dangled out there in a trade been. everybody. Um, but apparently he's staying. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's one of those things too, where, I mean, you don't want, like, you don't want to come in and, and waste a year on an unproven talent or a guy who couldn't get it done in Denver. And, and I get that frustration if you're a player. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how valuable he is, you know, if he can survive through draft, we'll see what the Seahawks want to get in the draft time. So this could change yeah. it up significantly too. If they get a Russell Wilson type or if they go away from it, right. It's like one of those things where, um, like, uh, Kim Kardashian, right. Was, uh, married to Kanye and then went the opposite way. Right. So <laughs> the Seahawks could do that or they could 
<laughs> you know, or they could get another Russell Wilson type, or they could get you know something totally different. You like that? You like I put that in there? I'm sorry yeah. for everybody. I was trying listening. to think of the, who's the Pete Davidson of quarterbacks in this draft. I don't draft. want to put that on anybody. I don't think he's an athletic build type, right? Exactly. He's doing exactly. something right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on because they play the NFC West. And then because of the way the NFL schedule is playing that 17th game, they're playing the division. We talked about the division winners um, for the two divisions that they weren't playing this year being the bills and the Bengals, And that's why they're playing them because of that 17th game. Now they're also playing the division winner in the NFC division being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about that game potentially being over in Germany. Now it looks Tom Brady is back again, probably going to be playing really, really well. Uh, just absolutely crazy. I, at one point in my career, I, or in my life, like I really liked Tom Brady. Now I'm just sick of it. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm no. just, I'm just over it. The one thing I will say that I love about the fact that he's back is I hope that they have a lot of success. I hope they go back to the Super Bowl. I hope Patrick Mahomes oh, and the Chiefs kick the ever loving shit out of him. You so are for the rest so of time. So the rest it. of time, when Patrick Mahomes wins nine Super Bowls in his career that everybody out there is be like, yeah, but he never beat Tom Brady. That's what's going to happen right now. And it's completely valid. And I know he doesn't face him. Technically, I, don't, yes. I know it's not real. I know none of this is real, but as somebody who's going to be drinking in a bar in 15 years and arguing with people, this is absolutely <laughs> going to happen. And I want that gotcha moment. Be like, no, 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 no. Like we beat him in 2023 or 2022. It happened. Are you going to be that guy? DJ? That. We're all that guy. Every fan out there is that person. We take it. It's personal. It's emotional. I like that. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I, I guess I root for the chiefs, but I'm not diehard. Right. So I'm like, yeah. I, I think I'm just still jaded. I don't have a you team. I'm from bring you into our like world. Cowboys. I, I'm getting there. I don't know though. I, I was, I was here in, you know, 2012 and I did the, you know, the, the chiefs pregame show in 2012. Uh, so I've seen, I've seen the gamut of of Chiefs football from high to low. Um, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to hop on that train. True story. Fully. Check it on Twitter. Uh-huh. hundred dollars on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl in 2012. What? I would have won a lot of money, but uh, they did you say that statistically went out there and had like the worst season in franchise history from like point differential. Yeah, I remember looking up the stats that in three of the four years with Todd Haley and Scott Pioli, it was like three of the first worst seasons in Chiefs history in terms of like point differential. And that was when I was writing at Arrowhead Pride and like creating content about the worst team. I was like me and Craig Stout and like Seth Kaiser, Matt Verderam, all these guys that are creating content at all these platforms now. We were all like trying to, we were all facilitating discussions. That was tough to do. Awful football team. That was tough to do. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. And, and I remember too. Um, uh, who's the uh, who's our Adam Adam Shafter? Adam, uh, what's his name? Teicher. Teicher, love him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I was like talking to him, like, dude, what? How how does this work on? Because when they went to ESPN, right, took all the rights for all the the everyone became ESPN, whatever. And he was like, yeah, it sucks, dude. The Chiefs lose, and I'm like, <laughs> I get like pushed to the bottom. And <laughs> it's like you know, so it's like like I said, if, if you struggle, then. Then you should get first now too. And then when did we start, dude? When did you and I start on with like the twenty seventeen ish? Well, before the good stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, they were the whole six years I was with the Chiefs. They were always good. Yeah, like they either won the They're division. They were always competitive. They were up there. It was never like really, really bad. But it didn't. 
I don't want to get off on a, another thing, but from social media, there were still people telling me like they wish the plane crashed and all these things. Even though the team was <laughs> oh my winning. God. Like, dude, so, it's so bad. It's a different it's discussion. And I want to talk about um, yes. small, very, very quick plug. If you haven't had a chance to go read Sam McDowell's uh, story and interview with Tyron Matthew when he caught up with him last week or a couple weeks ago uh, down in New Orleans, I strongly recommend going and reading that. Somebody you, I'm not going to pretend to say like Tyron and I are close. I've been around him a lot. We have a good relationship. We had some really cool conversations where we were very real with each other, real with each other. and so I respect him because he always spoke his mind. And a lot of people don't now in this PC culture. You don't hear how people mm-hmm. actually feel, and then we just attack people and they tell us how they actually feel and they get mad when they give cliches. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. Just be real. Say what you mean, mean what you say. And that is absolutely tiring. And you should never have to apologize for that. Uh, but I thought Sam did a great job with that story, kind of painting that picture of a guy that he, he feels he's emotional uh, and makes him who he is. And I don't think he should be knocked for that. I respect the hell out of it. Agreed. So go, go read that story if you haven't already. Um, but Nick, as we wrap up this show, do you have any, all these games that we just talked about, the 17 games again, Warren Sharp, Sharp analysis, the all the rankings as far as strength of schedule. Like it's not like Chiefs have the toughest schedule as it stands right now. Obviously, injuries, key injuries can change some of this stuff. And you never know with an NFL season, some of this teams are going to come out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, and be really, really successful. But of all these matchups, what are the couple that really stand out to you? Is like that's the one that's going to be in prime time that I am making a date to make sure I have nothing else going on that day. I'm watching this game. Here's here's the thing, and, and you can you can go through it, and you can check my phonetics. Any team, any team with a B mascot, it should be prime time. Broncos, Bengals, Bills, Bucks. So all the killer bees. It's prime you time. Get bargers. The bar. <laughs> we put the bargers in there because those are the ones for me. It's the two. It's the two, it's the division it's the, games. The Chargers. It's the division games. And and for me, no. it, this is all going to be about the division because I don't care what the record is at the end of the season. Uh, and I didn't care. I mean, we were all frustrated when they started two and three and everyone thought the world was coming to an end and they still Not ended me. up in the AFC title Not game and there were a couple of plays. I wasn't either, but I had to do shows post game, and I'm not going to say I was happy. <laughs> I was not <laughs> a lot of those either. games. I didn't say I was pleased, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't. But the goal is the goal, the, and the I can, the goal isn't to start five and zero. The goal is to win the division and then win the AFC. And they didn't win the AFC, but they were right there, and it didn't matter that they had a slow start. So it doesn't matter. We'll see when the schedule comes out how tough or easy it is at the beginning. It's not going to matter because you know nothing happens until the second half of the season where teams start to separate themselves. Unless they start like two and seven, and they're out of it, they're around five hundred and they're figuring it out. And they've got some new players and whoever's playing defensive end. <laughs> With Melvin Ingram, who hasn't signed, whoever's opposite, you know, Frank Clark. Um, and how much is he playing? Is he a situational pass rusher? Is he an every down guy? How healthy is he? He's a guy who's played through injuries uh, pretty much his entire time in Kansas City. What does that look like? But for me, again, Nick, it's the division names because of what's transpired. And I'm fired up about the division because, A, that's where Andy Reid always starts. Everything is about the division. Uh, and winning that division first, but with everything that the Raiders did bringing Devontae Adams and the Broncos, again, bringing over Russell Wilson, the moves they've made, the Chargers, making all of those moves, all, all the cockiness that all these fans are coming up with, it just eats at my soul as oh my a diehard God. Chiefs fan where I want nothing. I love the fact that they did it because it gives them all hope. Like I was to be first week of free agency, Nick, I was in South Carolina with my family, walking on the beach, getting on, and I, I 
took a break from vacation. I just tweeted out, like, let it all play out. And the more I saw, like, all these fans of all these teams, like, getting all excited, it's like, that's exactly what you want as a chief. I want them all feeling themselves and be like, oh, this is the year we're going to take them down. And you still go out there and beat them. Like, there's nothing better than everyone else trying to beat you, throwing all this money, making all these moves. Be like, this is finally our year. And they still go out there and Patrick Mahomes makes you his dad. Like, he's your daddy. Like, and he's going to continue <laughs> to do that. Like, Broncos haven't beat him in forever. Like, I, I you're going to. When you, hey, when you, hey, hey, BJ, when you're at these bars <laughs> drinking, are you going to take your shirt off and go, let's go, let's go then right now? When you're arguing like, like on the, the strength of schedule or anything like that, 10 to 15 They go six and they go undefeated in the division. I will be at Kingdom Bar waving with my shirt off. Like I will be, it will be not I safe might, for work. I might make it out of the house for that one. I might, I might. That last that. game, if you're undefeated going to that last game, you're going to want to. No, we got, no, but you, you can, I mean, the, the, I, I, I want to see those undefeated Patriot shirts that they had to send to uh, another country, right? Like that's, I don't want that. I don't, you got to lose one, just lose one or two. Just, just get that off. Like, just right. within the division. I'm talking just division games. Oh, just, they, oh, they, just going undefeated the division. They beat the Chargers twice. They beat the Raiders twice. I mean, they went five and one last year. That's they unreal. Lost to the Broncos. And like, I don't know off the top of my head. I would have known like four years ago. I had all these stats off the top of my head. Matt McMullen knows. I guarantee you that. Guarantee uh, but their, their record against the division is stupid. Like Andy Reid has dominated yeah. that division. That's why they're so annoyed and they're crappy. making all these moves. And that's why I love the fact that it's like you did everything in your power. You emptied the cupboard financially, <laughs> trades, everything to try to compete with the Chiefs. And if they still go out there and beat you, how despondent are they going to? Like they're just going to be done. Crushed. Crushed. And you thought oh. Chiefs fans were insufferable f- before? Oh. Oh. I'll be Dude. leading the charge. And I'm normally pretty like here. Level-headed. But yes. with everything that happened this offseason, like – you did everything you could to come at us. You're the Michael Jordan meme, right? You're like, and I took that personally. You know, <laughs> it's exactly like <laughs> I did. That would be the most overused meme in Chiefs Kingdom history. Yes, that Todd should. Haley hot dog gif. Oh God, that was that. That Google is, that one, Nick. That I, one. I don't want to. I don't. I really don't. But it's Matt like Castle hat. Uh, that's funny. That's a great one. He he played it off well. But it's to me, it's like you're right too. I mean, you look at the but Chargers. And I just love, I mean, Jesus, Khalil and Bosa. Hmm? Like what happens when they line them up on the same side, right? What happens if they, they line up Khalil Mack inside and Bosa on the outside and they're just working that, that right guard, right tackle, left guard, left I'm tackle. Not, I mean, that's, I'm not saying Melvin, a young Melvin Ingram is what Khalil Mack was in his prime, but Khalil Mack, I'm not going to say he's not in his prime. I'm not giving bulletin board material at that point, but Melvin Ingram, when he was a, at the chargers him and joey bosa running off the same side doing those games and stunts that was something that i talked to our offensive coordinators about every time we played him because of how deadly those guys were when they were on the same side that was a problem so you saying khalil max not like they haven't faced that before but yes that is absolutely a problem then they have playmakers on the back end they've got the young corner samuel they've got jc jackson who's a ball hawk derwin james is an actual absolute playmaker and so yeah like all of that is a problem and nick we haven't had a chance to record together i know i talked about this with tucker mm-hmm. and i know i talked to this about the lab with the lab guys kind of off to the side because they're nerdy and they get all into that stuff yes they do. um that's but awesome. i thought it was gonna, it's not a move that's gonna happen and i i would have laughed so hard if the rest of the division makes all these moves to get these corners and these pass rushers and andy reed trades for christian mccaffrey the reason why is you can spend all these money. You, you can lock up our guys on the outside. <laughs> and Andy Reid just says, you know what? Can your linebacker cover 
Christian McCaffrey? Because if not, all this money you just spent ain't going to matter if we're running all these little like Texas routes out of the backfield and your edge rushers are having to slow down because they're worried about McCaffrey going this way or that way. That would have been like the chess move. Now, Christian McCaffrey's got a lot of money. It would have taken a lot of stuff to get him. I just remember thinking like it would have been a very Andy Reid like thing to be like, you guys can do all this and I'm just going to make this one move and all the GMs are going to stare at each other and be like, fuck. Or, or they could run the ball more, BJ. That's what they could do. That ain't going to happen. You know, <laughs> do I need to, do I need to let, let that go? I, I feel like you don't think ask every happen? Philly fan from 2001 on. Like everyone has said that every time, whether it's Brian Westbrook or LaShawn McCoy, it was Jamal Charles, whatever it was. Like he needs to run the ball more. Damn it. He's not I mean, going it, to. And with Patrick Mahomes, slants are basically runs. <laughs> like, I don't count that. But we did talk like without Tyreek Hill. Maybe it's less RPO than we have seen in the past. And that's getting into what the lab talks about. And if you haven't had a chance, go listen to the lab, guys. If you listen to this episode, I, I'm pretty sure that you listen to everything that they do because they're putting out two shows a week. Um, but a lot of fun. Um, so, Nick, we've got our matchups. Do we have any final thoughts before we let everyone go here? Just to me, uh, I just love when I was playing uh, divisional games, they, they counted. And it's like, it's weird how, how you like, you can, as a player, you don't feel rivalries, but when you play divisional games, right, you see them twice a year. So there's some hatred, there's some, some commonality there. And it's like, I, I still to this day can't root for Seattle. It's tough to root for Seattle because, because Lockett's mm-hmm. on there. So I'll root for him for sure. Um, and then it's, it's not tough to root for Arizona or LA. Like I think Arizona I always have to me, they're my favorite team because they drafted yeah. me. Um, so I still feel that sort of uh, kind of hatred uh, within that division for, for the Niners, uh, for everyone, you know, for Seattle. I, it's, I don't have the same hate for chargers because I lived in San Diego and there were a bunch yeah. of like just casual fans. Like there were a bunch of transplants out there. So there weren't like a lot of diehard, like angry chargers fans. And the fact what? that my least favorite player of all time, Bill Romanowski never played for the chargers. He played for the Raiders and he played for the Broncos. So got nothing for them. That's- and I pretty much dislike everyone except for like those little storylines we get into. Like I'm going to root for wherever Baker Mayfield goes because right. of the storylines. Like I'm rooting for Baker. I want him to go to Pittsburgh. And I swear to you, if Baker Mayfield goes to the Steelers, I don't know what's oh, going to happen. God. The ratings of if he plays and Deshaun Watson plays like, and isn't suspended, like he's going to get, he better be suspended. But like, if he ends up playing this year at all, the, if those two guys go at it, it better be in prime. If not, it'll be flexed and they'll break rules to flex a game like week four. <laughs> week four. Yeah. The week four flex. Oh, well, he'll That's be suspended right. week three, week four. So it'd be like a week right. 10. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that could be, that could break records for people tuning in just to see wow. what happens. And it's right too. And, and and like we talked about before the show, man. Imagine playing hurt as a quarterback, yeah. and your team still dunking on you, still seeming like not kicking. It's you used hurt. against you. Yeah. And then everything that you did out on the field is used against you from the analytics that all the next gen stats and all those little sensors they wear and be like, oh, you're not as strong. It's like you don't know shit. I'm hurt. <laughs> like a torn labrum. Like I got all these problems, and you have all these guys like Bobby Stroop and Andrew Spruill and all these, um, you know physical these athletic trainers and all these people that work with guys who said yeah when you have this kind of injury it's going to affect these things they're going to not make it as good it's severely fucked up that then the organization will use that against them as a reason not to pay you or hey we're going to move on because you really struggled last year yeah you i played through injury like that's why guys don't play hmm. that's why kids we don't play through injuries right because the team don't care about you you know they'll, they'll move on they on. use the fact that you will play through an injury, not for the team, but for the guy next to you. Yeah. Like 
That's why guys do it. Mm-hmm. And the teams that do that, and we see, we saw Frank Clark do it. I've talked about it on the show, playing through injuries, playing hurt. Uh, it means something to the guys in that locker room, whether fans see it or not, or they know everything that players are going through. Uh, the players in the locker room see it. And so you only get about 15% of what's actually Boom. going on out there exactly. that is promoted. And, and um, we, you talk as players too, man. You you teach all the yeah, time. They man. know. So they, yeah, it's got a feeling. Like it, it's a feeling. It's bad juju. And you know what? Karma's a monster, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if the, if the football gods reward Cleveland or not. Nobody else is. <laughs> so <laughs> they, that's definitely a storyline to follow. But we appreciate everybody for tuning into this episode. If you're listening to this on Monday, don't forget to catch The Lab Going live, Kent Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matty Lane, 6.30 on all of our KC Sports Network channels. They will be breaking down everything Chiefs-related and what's going on from the draft to free agency, who's still out there, who's going to play edge, all of those good things. Lab guys will take care of that for you, and we'll have the rest of our shows. Jeff Allen uh, will be doing his one-on-one, answering questions for you guys throughout the week, uh, and plenty more content. We've got a lot of uh, special things for you. We've got a new partner. Um, that we hopefully will announce this week. Um, and I know I've, I'll, I'll tease this for everybody that's, that's hung with us 47 minutes. And we talk about this a lot that we have a lot of things going on this year. There are six chief shows that we will have weekly Whew. this fall that we have not announced yet. There is a lot of really, really cool stuff coming on the chief side and across the entire network, new partners, new shows, new video series, new hosts coming in. Um, that you don't yet know about it. Uh, it's a really cool time. We appreciate all your support. So please, if you're listening on audio, go ahead and, and follow us and subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe to that YouTube channel. We've got KCSM 24 seven running now. So if you miss the show live, you don't listen to the podcast, go to our YouTube channel. You can pop it on and get all the reruns and live shows, everything streaming throughout. You can leave it up during the day and listen to us throughout the day to get your chiefs fixed. But we appreciate you listening to this episode. We appreciate trade coffee for everything that they do. And obviously we appreciate Jack stack barbecue for being the OG sponsor here and making all of this possible here for Casey sports network. Appreciate you chiefs kingdom for tuning in. I'm BJ Kissel. That's Nick Leckie. We will catch you next time.